I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Better never rest. Good Tuesday morning, everybody. It is the Georgia Show. I'm Jake Rowe, Dogs HQ. He's Rusty Mansell from the same place. And uh, got a show. To t- got a lot to talk about on the show today. Uh, Miko Hardman catches the uh, game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. This is a couple, two or three weeks after I think folks are ready to fire him. Uh, but, man, listen, football is a fickle game. Uh, we're going to talk about the dead period, Rusty. Maybe some folks don't really understand exactly what that is. We're going to go in-depth on what that looks like, what it exactly is, and uh, continue our look ahead to Georgia's 2024 schedule and, and the Power 5 teams on it. Um, we covered uh, – we covered what was it? Um, it was Alabama or somebody – Auburn. We covered Auburn last. This time we got Mississippi State uh, here at the end of the oh, show to kind of just take a quick look ahead at that game. Oh, what do you Kentucky? Uh, Palmer and I did Auburn on uh, on Thursday. Yeah, that's what happened. That's what it was. So we did clear Auburn, um, and uh, we'll, we'll get to Mississippi State. But Rusty, man, I mean, Miko had a. It was a rough look for Miko in that. Uh, wh- who were they? What Buffalo. game was that? It wasn't the Ravens. I think it, was, I think it was Buffalo. He had two carries and two fumbles. Yeah, two carries two and two fumbles. Touches. Yeah, man, and and, and, and so yeah, it was Buffalo, and I kind of watched the uh Baltimore game and he, and he basically only got one snap. Yeah. So he was I mean they had for lack of a better term they had benched him. And uh I don't know what's going on with Kadarius Tony. Um there there's obviously some some issues going there and uh you know Kadarius Tony went to media day, made some comments basically hey if you get me the ball I'm the number one receiver in the NFL. And next thing you know Kadarius Tony was a healthy scratch he's still yep. on the sidelines in street clothes but what did that do that gave Miko Harmon another shot man and uh I, I think Travis Kelsey's quote on it is I love Miko as a teammate he just keeps finding ways to help or finding ways to win and uh they know privately that you know he was kind of you, you know when you're not a part of the game plan yeah you do and Miko was not a part of the game plan. Basically, got benched against Baltimore, and then he comes back. Man, comes to the Super Bowl has two huge catches, but obviously he has one that I was thinking this morning. I watched the Jimmy Kimmel uh, interview this morning, and he's going to get endorsements. Um, that catch, he'll forever be known for that. And and you know, if he does it right, he's going to make a lot of money and a lot of endorsements off that that play. And I, you know, I I know that folks have heard me say it a bunch of times, but man, I, he'll always be one of my favorite players to cover because I, I remember going to that Elbert County Buford game um, at the Granite Bowl back in 
shoot, man. I mean, Isaac Nauta, I think, was a junior at the time. I think Josh Cardiello was still playing at Buford. So I believe that was 2012. Um, it's his first game as a high school football player, his freshman playing quarterback. And man, listen, Ryan Dennis was working. Um, you know, he's he's was with the Athens Banner Herald for a while, and at that point, he was with uh, the the paper there in Elberton. And man, it started raining in the middle of the second quarter, and it rained as much as fast as I've ever experienced. And Miko fumbled the ball five six times that day, and I didn't really think about him again. You know, like I I kept up with him. Um, and then I remember flipping on his junior film and like, oh my God, this this mm-hmm. guy right here moves at a different speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, Jeremy Pruitt recruited the heck out of him for Georgia. Um, I think it was, uh, you know, there there was at one point I think I remember hearing that that you know that staff got fired. Um, Pruitt and, and Rick and all those guys got let go. You know, for Kirby to come in. And Miko was in that first class, that 2016 class, and and Pruitt, I believe, heard about the the Rick firing while at church with Miko and his family that morning, mm-hmm. um, or something to that effect. And you know, Georgia gets him, um, starts at DB, um, starts his career at DB, and then spends the next two years at wideout. And uh, you know, forgotten in that game is a really nice catch he made, fifty something yard catch in that game. That the, there was a fumble on the very next play by Isaiah Pacheco. Um, that could have also, I mean, that was that could have been a big one. I, I was watching the game though, Rusty, and I was thinking, you know, what's funny is if San Francisco wins this game, Tennessee fans are going to be standing on the mountaintop because Juwan Jennings had thrown a touchdown, he had caught a touchdown, and he looked great. He had gotten open for maybe what would have been the a game winning or, or at least a touchdown pass there in overtime, it did was going to be their, their time to brag, but Georgia fans ended up with the last one. Did you see the bet from one of the users on VolQuest? Did you see that? No, huh? So he put $25, I believe, on Jawan Jennings to be the MVP. And oh. I think I think he parlayed it with – he had to catch – he had to have a total of two touchdowns. Oh, my God. God, dude, he would have won. I, I I had to go back and look, but he would have won like twenty thousand dollars off a twenty dollar twenty five dollar bet. Yeah, that sounds about that. That sounds about right. His odds were crazy. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, he made the post and and screenshot it like that day. Like I'm just gonna take a chance on our Tennessee guy uh, on our Volquist, our Tennessee site. But it was insane odds. And for a second there. That guy was probably sitting around thinking, I'm about to make $20,000 on the wildest bet I've ever put in just because he's a Tennessee fan with Juwan Jennings. But um, I've known Miko, man, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so Miko came to um, my MVP camp, the one that Chad Simmons and I own. And he was a sophomore, had no offers. And he's one of those stories that one day I'll get to write a book and this will be, this will be in it. So Miko came to our camp at Lovejoy High School. And one of his one of his coaches from Elbert County brought him down. Didn't know who he was. Nobody ever heard of him. I mean, y'all, you guys had seen him, but like you said, mm-hmm. you kind of forgot about him. But yeah, this was kind of his day, kind of to to burst on the scene. And Chad and I didn't know him. You know, we'd heard some things about him, but didn't know him. And he comes down. You know, we probably have a hundred DBs, and we let we let our staff uh, make the decision who's the top, you know, MVP every every camp. And Miko won it. And, uh, I remember thinking, man, this kid, this kid's got some, you know, he's bouncy, you know what I mean? He's explosive, but he's twitchy. You know what I mean? And the one thing you notice early about him is he loved it, man. Like 
you usually don't let kids go both ways in a camp. You want to see them run either wide receiver or DB. Well, I couldn't get him off the damn field. I was like, hey, man, you got to calm down there, young young cub. You know what I mean? And um, But I'll never forget this. Miko left. Uh, we He got a bunch of pub that day. And uh, probably about an hour after he left our camp, I think he got his first ever offer. I think it was from Virginia Tech. Uh, called down and offered and saw some videos. So that was cool that he got his first offer. But really, uh, Miko and I, uh, we had a first together. And uh, it was, you're talking about a miracle, how that thing got pulled off. Um, so Miko, I was doing some stuff. I was, you and I both, I think, were at 24-7 Sports. And Miko wanted to do his commitment on TV. So I had a connection with Fox 5 Atlanta. But Miko wanted to do it at Elbert County and wanted to do it from his whole school. So I don't know the logistics of everything. Well, unfortunately, there's not a lot of signal in Elbert County's uh, gymnasium. And that affects TV. So they send me up there. I'm supposed to be with another camera. I'm supposed to be with a cameraman and somebody else is supposed to be with me. They're not. I'm not just running the show. I'm going to kind of do some word. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Somehow or another, Jake, it got kind of confusing where I was the only guy there. I'm hosting <laughs> the freaking show on on t- national TV, everybody in the country. First of all, this is the craziest thing that happened that day. If you remember, I tweeted a picture of his cake. Yeah. And he did not have a Georgia cake. And I'll never forget, you know, a lot of people thought Michigan was involved with this deal. I tweeted that picture, and I don't think I've ever had more followers. I picked up more followers off that picture than I have anything ever in my life. I think I picked up a thousand followers. No kidding, because the Michigan fan base got a hold of it, and they it just ran wild on the Michigan Michigan Twitter. I was like, "What the heck is going on?" I didn't know I, I got that many followers until I got outside the building later on. But so I got an earpiece in. I tell Miko, I said, "Listen." You're going to hear me talking. And when you hear me say, Miko Hardman, it's time for you now to make your decision. He was going to run through a sign and he was going to come out and all that. I said, Miko, let's be clear. We're on live TV, my man. So when I tell you, Miko Hardman, it's time for you to make your decision. You count thousand one, thousand two, thousand three. You come out. I got you. I got you. I got you. I said, we're on the same page. We're good. So they go to commercial break. And my cameraman looks at me, and I'm telling you, Jake, this dude was in full-blown damn panic mode. And here's me, green as ever, you know, and I'm like, what, what's going on? He goes, I don't have a signal. And I said, dude, the gymnasium's packed. This kid, we, we promised this kid he's going to make his decision on TV, you know, get the signal. And he's literally, I, I, I kid you not, I don't know how he did it. He literally has a flip phone with a cord in it. And he's dialing in to the to the to the Atlanta, trying to get the signal. If we're like twenty seconds, come back from commercial. I I'm literally 
like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my career. I mean, I've taught this kid wanted to do it. I told him we could do it. Now we're about to screw it up. And he goes, I, I get it in my earpiece. They're like, are you there? Are you there? And I'm going, yes, yes, yes. I don't hear a response. The cameraman says, just go. I don't know if we're on or not. So as God is my witness, Jake, <laughs> God is my witness. And thank you, Lord. I did Miko Hardman's commitment, and I didn't know if we were live or not. I had no idea. I'm telling <laughs> That's you. That's great. My heart is exploding through my chest. I'm talking about the embarrassment for me. I've ruined this kid's moment. I don't know what's going on. We were live. The only thing I remember is the cameraman said, if we lose signal, all we got is three minutes. We got to make three minutes work. Well, we're going. But when I when when Miko, I told Miko, thousand three, you come out. It's a thousand ten. And we're on live TV. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, come on, dude. Run through this damn sign. You know, and he comes out and it's Georgia, you know, and I'm just thinking, God, I hope we get this. And if you ever watch the video, Jake Roos is standing there. He's got his little camera. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's filming for everybody. And so when we come back through, uh, Miko, you know, we go off the air. And I said, Miko, I told you a thousand three. He goes, yeah, yeah, but I want to build it up. But <laughs> okay. I was like, well, you built it up, dude. So we go off the air and I look at the cameraman, Blaine from Fox 5 Atlanta. We laugh about this now all the time. And I said, Blaine, were you on? He goes, yes, we were on. He goes, I had no idea if we were on either. I mean, it was literally the first time I was ever on live TV like that. I almost passed out. Like, I'm all like, this is crazy, but it's never happened again. And, and thank you for the good Lord above, because if I was screwed that up, they would tell him I, I don't know what I could have done. You know what I mean? We could have videoed it and played it again. But, you know, people around the country were watching that streamed in. And that was kind of the, you know, that's kind of what he wanted to do. So. Uh, he comes running out in the Georgia gear, place goes crazy, and and the rest is kind of history. But me and Miko, we shared a moment, and uh, luckily it went good for both of us there. Man, let me tell you something. You know how you can avoid all of that is you just look like me, and and nobody's like, yeah, let's keep the cameras away from this guy at all times. Well, I'll tell you this. Anytime I, anytime I get near a nice camera, they're like, let's, let's get him out of the shot. I'll tell you this. I went back and watched it yesterday. I literally think I, that was 60 pounds ago for me. So that's even, great, man. Good for you. Even, even wearing black, I looked at me. I was like, <laughs> I look like damn refrigerator Perry, man. I look, like a, I look like a Juco nose guard, man. You just needed TV. some pinstripes. Get some black with some pinstripes. You'd look, you'd that, that would have been it. That would have been it for me. I'm telling you right now, I'd have been one and done. And, uh, but, but man, a <laughs> lot, lot of difference, a lot, lot less rusty. Uh, from that picture, but the, the, dude, there are so many fun wow. stories about the scrambling and stuff like that. I remember doing Deontay Demery's, um, you know, commitment from Brunswick High School, and there was no signal in the building, and we had told people we were gonna we were gonna do something live from there. And I'm in there trying to download a VPN um, from inside oh. the school so that I can, because I got school Wi-Fi, but school Wi-Fi wouldn't let me put it on Facebook Live. Yeah. It wouldn't let me get to Facebook, so I'm in there downloading a VPN on my phone. I got it done though. Um, I, I'm still trying to get into the Golden Isles uh, Sports Hall of Fame down there for being the first person to live stream a commitment or something. Um, I hear it's I hear it's tough to get into that Murray Pool Hall of you, Fame. You, you and the Pentagon are only two that ever ever get anything live from there. That's right. That's right. But that was uh, man. And the thing about the thing about and we we're pronouncing his name wrong over and over again. Apparently, it's McColl. 
um, is what he told no, everybody. I've been, called, I've been calling him Miko. I know. I have to. I, I can't. I, I have a hard time. McCole Hardman Jr. McCole Hardman Jr. He, yeah, he deserves get it right. So McCole That's right. Hardman Jr. But, uh, man, I tell you, I, I, this is one of the highest praises I give anybody. Dude's got toddler energy. Like, he just, oh, it just never stops. It's oh, Jackrabbit. If you know him, if you know him, he uh, he doesn't forget you. He knows you. Um, I ran into him a couple years ago, and he he like sprinted up to me, gave me a big hug. Was like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" Um, you know, he's 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 something else. And I felt really bad after those two fumbles because I knew how bad he wanted to make a play. Um, and uh, you don't get him to come back and make that play. In the, yeah. Yeah. You don't get second chances in that league. No, you don't. And not this time of year. Not this it, time of year. It helps when you can run like he can, though. Um, yeah. He, um, but the thing about it is the thing that I find so interesting about it is is toddler energy or not, and and you know, like you talked about, he's he's an improv guy. He kind of does things his own way. Um, he freelances. Yep. The way he didn't get caught up in that moment, he said he blacked out. Didn't really know. Didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't let himself get too far into that moment. Made that play. It wasn't a hard catch or anything like that. But and it's also funny thing is, you know, you talk about Kadarius Tony. It was the same play that Kadarius Tony, different name. They call it Tom and Jerry, which I think was the perfect. Did you see him interviewed last night? Have you seen that interview yet? I did not see the interview. No. no he he, go, he says the number one uh, target is the running back and you know, the running back comes underneath, underneath the defensive end. So it's basically a double flood route almost. Yep. Uh huh. Bo Bosa blows it up and pinches so hard that Mahomes just pulls. pulls and dips it. It. Yeah. He goes, I'm not going to lie the, the plays for the running back, you know, that shuttle is the motion for him, but there's the running back in the flat on that. That's why the running back was on the play side. If you go back and watch the play against Philadelphia last year, the running backs on the opposite side. Opposite this side, time, yeah. this time he's on Mahomes' right, so he's in that flood route. Those two are going to come out there. Basically, Kelsey's going to clear out, and if they jump Kelsey and uh, Miko, then the running back's going to be right there. They're going to have a numbers game. But when, by Bosa blowing the play up, it enabled uh, it enabled Miko. And I'll tell you this too: you and I, exactly what you're talking about—that energy. If you see him catch the ball. Both of us knowing him, had he known he won the Super Bowl right there, there's no telling what he would have done. He froze. He, he froze for a second until he saw, until he saw Mahomes running to him. That's why I know that he blacked out at number two. I guarantee you, I don't care what he says, he did not know that it was completely over until he saw Mahomes running at him like that. Well, he's probably like me trying to figure out what the hell was going on because I'm sitting there like, why are they letting the clock run? What's going on here? And then finally, Tony Romo, right before that, kind of explains what's going on. But, yeah, I was just trying to figure out what the heck was going on, um, you know, the way they were working the clock, and then they explained that. And then he got Why caught up in the moment. The Why did they, the they take the ball? I don't know. I don't know. The thought on that, too, Jake, is if you take the ball, you're giving Mahomes an extra fourth down every time because they're going to go for it. Not only that, you're giving Mahomes – if you let's say you go down and you score a touchdown and you kick a field goal, you're yeah. putting the ball in Mahomes' hands at the two and a half yard line if they score a touchdown to win it. That's what he said. Like go for two. Yeah, that's what he said. They were going to go for two, and I'm like, listen, th those guys make a hell of a lot more money than I do, and Shanahan's called a trillion plays, but I don't understand the thought process there, knowing that you gave Kansas City the the opportunity to uh, 
go for it every fourth down. Because on that third and one, and they didn't get it, had they had the ball first, they punt it. Yeah. They had to punt it. They're right. So that's crazy, man. Yeah, it's it's nuts, man. And and um, you know, obviously, you know, Patrick Mahomes was unreal. Chris Conley made a big play in that game. Um, one of the one of my lasting memories from oh, that game, though, man, is uh, you know, Charlie Warner played a lot in that game. Uh, Chris Conley made a play. Malik Herring got a lot of run in that game. Miko makes a couple of big catches, and then I'd I'd forgotten about it. I had tweeted about it after the 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 Forty ers beat the Lions and made the Super Bowl. That Robert Beal was the only person. Tresman Marshall got into the playoff this year with a chance to win three straight titles at Alabama. They didn't get it done. A.D. Mitchell didn't get it done. Robert Beal was the only one still alive to have a chance to, to win a third straight title. And then I don't know if you saw in the postgame um, or them, you know, they were flashing around looking at different people in the confetti celebration, disappointment. Robert Beal was one of the guys they caught on the bench Perfect. on the camera. And that's Perfect. the first guy I looked at. I was like, oh, man, Beal, Beefy didn't get a chance to win a third straight title. Um, but, you know, really happy for me, Cole, because that's such a that's such an epic bounce back from from the way fans were probably talking about him. And, um, you know, that's a play that that's almost impossible to finish a triple option. I mean, it's what it is, because Mahomes yep. has got the option to hand it off. He can pull it and run or he can pull it and he can throw it to Miko or, or whoever's open. And uh, I tell you what, man, um, you know, I know it's not Georgia related, but man, Patrick Mahomes is just filthy unreal football player didn't well, I, didn't have a thousand yard receiver this year and most, and takes that team to a super bowl the most watched event in the history of television that's crazy yeah we're talking about, we're talking about state of the unions Ma um, mash mash final yeah i mean over a third of the american population um, registered on that on that game and, and they got to see Miko do something special Miko Miko um, you know, and, and great for him. Dude, Jake Roos has got some great stories from that. I'll let him tell him on Bark After Dark sometime. But one of he's got one of the funniest stories. I don't even know if he'd be willing to tell it about that McCole uh, commitment to Georgia. But um, sounds like that day that you got those thousand followers, you had a little bit of a Jake Roos moment yourself. Like when he uh, when he tweeted out that Prince video and got like five thousand followers in one day. Yeah, um, yeah. After Prince passed away, and he got that last uh, that yeah, last yeah. he recorded yeah, the yeah. last Purple Rain. The FBI called him. <laughs> That's right. He had the BBC and everybody asking for permission for the video. He goes, I don't own the video. I ain't trying to make no money off this. All timer, bro. All timer. Yeah, that's a good one. And it's it's funny, man. We it, those those stories are some of the best. Um, happy for him. Really am because I, I like him. Like not not just because he's a Georgia guy. I just like him. There's a lot of guys that play for other teams in college, the teams I didn't cover, teams I didn't grow up rooting for, universities I didn't attend, um, that that I like. And he's he's one of those guys I'd root for no matter where he was at. And uh that was such a big play at a big moment. And um real real proud for him. And um, you know, hopefully he's on a roster this time next year. Um and oh, he will it will and he'll be somebody yeah. I, I assume yeah. he'll probably be in Kansas City, to be honest with you, because that's just where it's clicked for him. Because you and I were talking about this earlier today, man, like when we were kind of getting ready for the show. Um, let's call it what it is. He was, he was a non-factor in New York. He had signed with New York and he was a non-factor. I mean, he was basically like, they weren't, I mean, they if they couldn't have traded him, they would have probably cut him. No, no doubt. They were about to cut him. Yeah. And it just did, it was one of those deals that just didn't work out, you know, and you know, you and I talked a little bit 
kind of changing it, getting to, to Georgia with this deal. We talked about, you know, Miko, how explosive he is, and one game can change you, literally. Yeah. Uh, Arian Smith has that type of potential for Georgia. You know what I mean? He's he, he's a little – he's bigger than Miko. Uh, and, longer, uh, yeah. Longer, and he's, and he's faster. I don't know that – I don't know he could outrun him in a 40, but, you know, 100 I would take Arian over him. I don't know about a 40. Um, but but Arian Smith's a guy that could could have that type of impact in a game. You know, he did in Ohio State. He had a had that yeah, long touchdown. And, yeah, he did. You know, Georgia worked him a lot late in the year, especially in the in the Orange Bowl. You know, and and he's a guy that if he can just put it together, it, it's it. He went through that those this year with the drops and and that type of thing. But man, when you see him in person and you know. Uh, what type of game changer? He's one of those people that comes in the game right now. Everybody knows he's about to either he's about to run a seam or a, a you know a vertical. I mean, he's just going to take off on you. And and in uh, almost every big game, they 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 take a shot or two to him. Like I mean, you look at yeah. the Tennessee game when Georgia played down there number one at home, they took a shot. Ohio State game, the Alabama game this past year, um, uh, they they love taking a a, a shot to him. And one thing yeah. I want to say about Arian Smith is. He got beat up on a little bit because of those drops this year, and I get it. Like, I mean, it was yeah, it was ugly. Yeah, he had a bad stretch. Rough, he did. Rough, rough, yeah. I don't know that I've ever covered a player, and I haven't talked to Arian very much, maybe once or twice. He's kind of like Miko, too. He's an extremely excitable guy. You know, talks a mile a minute. I don't have – I don't have any more respect for any player I've ever covered than I do Arian Smith, and here's why. Drop issues, injuries galore – Finally found a way to stay healthy for the first time in his career this past year. So many injuries. Man, he's out there He's out there gunning on punts like his life depends on it. Um, he's not on social media causing any sort of stir, not firing back or clapping back at fans. I mean, I don't know what else you could ask for from a player. I mean, he, he has embodied kind of what Georgia wants, which is kind of that do-your-job type thing. And while he didn't do his job sometimes and catch the football – um, man, he the way he's kind of kept his head down, and honestly, like, would anybody have blamed him if he was like, Listen, and I'm sure they don't want him to leave, but if he'd have gotten to the portal and said, Hey, I need gone. a fresh start, yeah, I thought he was gone. I, I did, did too. I, and not, not that I was hearing it, it just made all sorts of sense, yeah, yeah. But he I wants, mean, he's, a, he's a listen, I mean, I know we got to get through a spring transfer portal window, I, I get that, but when you look back. At Arian Smith's career to Georgia this point, 40 years, the way he stuck it out, I mean, he is a dog, man. He is a bulldog through and through. And, uh, you know, uh, listen, if if we want to see some poetic justice, it sure would be nice to see him come back this year and have a really solid final season at Georgia and maybe get a chance. To, he'll get a chance to play in the NFL with that kind of speed. That You just can't teach it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Arian, I mean – Dang, I cannot believe we have talked for 25 minutes on this whole thing. <laughs> but uh, Arian wow. Smith, man, something else. Let's 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 switch gears then. Let's let's get to our next point, our next topic, and that is, uh, Rusty. What the hell is a dead period for folks out there that don't know? Because I think that that you hear it and it just sounds like okay, this is slow time. Well, it's a little bit more. Yeah, recruiting doesn't stop, but it stops as much as it ever will. Yeah, you can't have um, you. I have somebody ask a question over here about 25 recruits. So that the, the 2025 recruits, I can't, I mean, nobody can be on campus. You know what I mean? Like nobody can be on campus. Um, can't have uh, coaches can't be in your school. The evaluation period is over. 
So, you know, you look at that and you say, well, there's really not a lot of commitments going on during the dead period either, because it kind of gives you time to reset. Um, now, the coaches can call uh, the 2025s. A, a, a play, let me give you an example. Let's just say Juju Lewis. Juju Lewis is now a 2025 uh, prospect in the state of Georgia. He can call Mike Bobo as much as he wants. Yeah. I think Mike Bobo can only call him once a week. So Mike, Coach Bobo can call him once a week, but the prospect can pick up the phone and call Mike Bobo anytime. Say, hey, Coach, I want to ask you about this, I ask you about that. Those and, and coach and coach Bobo can shoot him a DM. They can DM him, yeah. And he then can, say, can, hey, yeah, hey, give me a call. I want to talk. I'd like to talk to you today or something like that. Yeah. Now 26 is like Tyler Atkinson, who's considered like number one player in the state of Georgia, that he cannot get DMs from, from coaches until I think September 1st or August 1st from that. Um, okay. so but he can call. Like he can call Tyler Atkinson can call Glenn Schumann anytime. So uh the the, the month there are ways of, around that too. Get give the coach a shout, go say, Hey coach, if you got so and so and weight training or, or workouts this morning, can you tell him to give him a call today? Stuff like that, right? I'm probably I don't know how all that works, but there there's the communication done completely shut off. It's just there's no on campus visits and that coach is not gonna come by. Uh, your school that that part of the part of it is over with, and it's kind of good for the prospects to kind of re to, to reset after all these coaches are in your schools, after all these visits you took in January. It kind of resets and gets you ready for March when you start going by and seeing watching schools have spring practice and those types of things. So, um, you know, it's one of those deals where you um, it's one of those deals where you. Um, you know, it kind of just resets everything and gets ready again. You know, the way the calendar is now, you know, you see these kids committing and all that. Everything for me builds up for May and June now. Yeah. I mean, they, 100%. Start, they, start, they start, they start, uh, the coaches can get back on the road late April and they're on the road the entire month of May. So, um, and you get a, you get a month there at the, uh, not a month, but you get a week or is it two weeks there at the end of May where players can start visiting again? They it's in May. Oh yeah, well you can you, no, you can start visiting in March. Oh, can yeah. you? Okay. Yeah, okay. July. They have that. They have That's that. Right, they could come in and see August, spring practices. Yeah. August. August is yeah. completely dead, which is great. August is completely dead. So that means kids can focus on high school and, and coaches can practice. Don't worry about that. There's most that of July. There's most six of week July. Period, six week period. I think it's June 25th through July 25th. Um, is dead. So you have that that four week period in the middle of the summer, but those four weekends in June are OVs. Those are, those are, hell, we know that there's a huge, you already see Clemson is setting up that first, that Memorial day weekend looks like, and, and Clemson tries to do all their top targets the very first weekend. And then Georgia tries to have one of their big weekends that first weekend in June, you already start to see that. So some guys like Mason short uh, and, David Sanders and all those guys, I believe, had their visits set up to Clemson that first. That's what happened last year. Sammy Brown uh, mm -hmm. took the visit to Clemson and never got back on campus to Georgia that second weekend. And so, uh, but Georgia's done a good job of, of definitely. And what Georgia's done a good job is having really good June visits that leads to a really good July. And they did it again last year. So, yeah, that was that one was nuts. It turned out to be a good vacation for you. We we recorded a bunch of, uh, Golly. Stuff we knew what was new was coming uh, there in July. It's one of those things you talk about Sammy Brown. That's another illustration as to everybody's like, hey, I want the last visit. Eh, better, better, you know, sometimes Clemson, you don't. 
Clemson's the one school. I think they only have one weekend of OVs, which is crazy. But they try to they try to get all their top targets together that first weekend. Two years ago, they really had a huge Vic Burley and all those guys. Uh, but Georgia last year was able to really hold those kids off except for Sammy Brown and the rest of those guys that visited that weekend. Um, you know, they came back in and and uh, Georgia was able to get them on campus the next weekend. But you already see that that pattern setting up for June. But but uh, the dead period right now for February, there will be no junior days. There will be no visits. Coaches will not be in schools, those types of things. It's really a, a refocus. You see all the coaches. Uh, you saw Glenn Schumann tweet the other day. Him, he and Dan Lanning were in Arizona. I think they went to Mexico after that. You see oh, okay. Todd, Todd Hartley was in like uh, Wyoming. I mean, these guys are actually getting a break, you know, so, uh, but they'll come back and I think start, uh, I think Monday, maybe Monday. It is this real deal, man. Right back on mm-hmm. it. Getting ready for spring practice too. I mean, that's we're, we're a month away. It, it'll begin. If I'm not mistaken, spring practice at Georgia will begin in four weeks. It is, it is four weeks away it is from today. It'll start on a Tuesday. And, wow. uh, and, and then they'll have that for five weeks with uh, G day, almost certainly coming on the same on the Saturday of the masters. April 13th. And if I get my Saturday's master's tickets, Rusty, I'm sorry. I'm not going to G-Day. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, you, you get Saturday master's tickets. I'll, Palmer and I can cover it. Yeah. I appreciate that. I really yeah. do. Um, all right. This one is less sexy than the ones we've been doing. We've had Alabama, we've had Auburn, we've had Kentucky. Um, those had obvious storylines. You got Georgia hosting Mississippi state as we kind of take a look, continue to look at Georgia's schedule. We're going to do this a lot more in depth closer to the season. But we wanted to hit on some high points. Um, Jeff Levy, head coach at, uh, at at Mississippi State. That's about the only storyline I really know, Rusty, because I don't know a whole lot about the Bizarro Bulldogs. I don't either, to be honest with you. And um, I, I think that's a good hire that you lose your I quarterback. Lose your quarterback, um, and that was a crazy deal for him going to Washington and then getting a portal and then wind up staying. So. Um, don't know a ton about it and uh, them, but that that'd be one of those schools you get to watch the spring game and kind of see see where they are. And you, usually, uh, with a new staff and a, and a and a new offense deal like this, and a lot of turn, it's crazy the amount of turnover now when a coaching change happens. Um, you know, especially a head coach, and you, uh, you kind of see what their roster is going to look like. So it's you know, for Mississippi State, I can't sit here and tell you I know exactly all what's going on with them. That'd be one of those games you have to watch uh, in the spring practice. I'm I'm sick, man. I'm a sicko. I'll, I'll record them all all those spring games. I'll watch. <laughs> Dude, I'll watch. I swear to God, yesterday, I'm not kidding you. I watched the first half of Georgia, Florida. Um, well, I want to see ETN. I want to see ETN. Yeah. Matt, he returns the opening kickoff, you know. And I'd forgotten Florida went right down the field. And um, yeah, they did. Well, everybody did there for about six weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then that went right down the field, and then Carson Beck comes back. Man, Lad McConkey card Florida up. Yeah. Man. That, that was really the last game that he was really good and healthy. Oh, God, Lab McConkey, man, he just he had a pretty good he had a pretty good uh, Missouri game as well. That Missouri game, but but then Florida was at Florida. He 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 got yeah. into Florida pretty good. I, I, I imagine Florida fans are happy to see uh, eighty four gone. Yeah, we barely got a good glimpse of Lad this year, and that's disappointing. Um, and I'd probably just a tiny bit of disappointed as much as Lad was. Um, Rusty, one thing I will say about Mississippi State is uh, they do have a bye before Georgia, which is always something you got to keep an eye on. 
But I tell you, this might this game might have a little bit of buzz to it, and I say it say it for this reason. Mississippi State has Eastern Kentucky. If they can beat, they can play at Arizona State. If they can win those two, beat Toledo next. They get Florida at home. Mm. So Mississippi State's got a chance to be three and zero and play Florida at home. Go four and zero. Then they got to play at Texas. Now they're probably not going to win that game. They play at Texas by then Georgia. I mm. mean, Mississippi State could roll into Athens as a four and one team. Yeah, but I don't know if they're ready for that. No, they're not. They're not. Georgia's going to be favored probably. If Georgia's not favored by 20-plus, I'll be shocked. Damn, Texas but, Texas yeah. and Georgia in three weeks? Oof. Yeah, Texas and Georgia in three weeks. Oh, Texas, Georgia, uh, Texas, Georgia, Texas A&M in three weeks. Which That is so weird, man, that Texas and Oklahoma are in SEC. It is. I, I can't get over it. I can't get over it. I still keep thinking about it. And listen, I, I know I, I'm not a huge fan of conference expansion. I'm just not one of these people that's going to sit here and bitch about it over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try to find the good parts about it. And the good parts about it is is more marquee matchups. And you know, come in 2025, Georgia's probably Georgia's going to get Texas or Oklahoma at home. I, I really feel like there's a good chance of that happening. Um, you know, that Georgia's – I'm excited to see that 2025 schedule come out, Rusty, because I do believe um, Georgia fans – that's going to be the comeuppance for Georgia fans in terms of, uh, of the schedules. I think that that's the year you're going to want to be a season ticket holder for home games. I would go ahead, if you're on the fence, I would go ahead and get the 24 tickets to try to help you with the 25 tickets. The yeah, 25 100%. You and I both know some people over there, and the twenty-five home schedule is going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty damn good. Yeah, so. and I'm excited about it. I don't know what a new press box can look like. Still trying to figure that one out. I hope I can hit. I told my wife the other day, I said I'm going to play the Mega Millions, and uh, and, and if I could, if yeah, I could, they're already out. sold. They're already sold. I think. Those, oh, I'm I'm going to buy one off of somebody if I win the Mega Millions. <laughs> are you going to make? My question is, are you going to make it a Jake Rose suite or are we going to have the Dogs HQ media suite right there? No, we'll do Dogs HQ media suite. I got you guys. But we're going to do like some of these stories you hear out of these college football coaches when they move to these new towns. They go to neighborhoods and they're like, that house ain't for sale, but I really like it. Let's go buy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I knew it was a matter of time. When, yeah. you, when I went to Mercedes-Benz and they were in the end zone, which yeah. is what it is, and then you look at Auburn, what they did, I was like, there is no way that Georgia football is going to let this right here. You know, you will never have that view again in any sta- any brand new stadium or any, any anything like that because those are premium seats and it's yeah. But it is what it is, and you got hey, you got many many years. And uh, kudos to Claude Felton. He said, you know what, my last one's going to be at the fifty. That's right. Oh, it's and I, now I assume that new press box is going to be named after him. Um, it should. It, it should. It better. Um, it, it does no. I saw Chuck Dowdle tweet about it or post about. It. That's a no brainer there to 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 name that after Claude Felton. So, um, little tease here. Hoping to have uh, Chuck Dowdle as a bark after dark guest uh, when we get started next month. So, uh, got a man. You want to talk about a dude with some stories? Uh, he's got oh, after working dude. down in Miami. Um, he's got some good ones. He's told them to me privately and they're just, they're gold, but we'll be back on Thursday. Rusty, we're, we're going to dig into uh, Under Armour camp. We got Under Armour camp coming up this weekend in Carrollton indoor facility. Excited to see some players there. We'll dig in a little bit more to that on Thursday. 
all you people asking about 25 prospects. And it is a dead period. It is the dead period. But this is the best camp of the year. This mm-hmm. is the best. This is the one camp left that all the top targets just about come. And not only come, they come and compete. Yeah. So, um, you know, and um, it, you, new names pop up every year. So we'll, we will be able to preview a little bit of that. Uh, but Sunday for Dogs HQ uh, subscribers, it'll be good, man, because we're going to have a ton of content going into next week, and we'll have a bunch of uh, insider stuff. People are asking about Dogs HQ stuff. All right, so what we're going to do is I'm kind of a uh, stickler about uh, apparel, and I've been ordering apparel for years and years and years through uh, a couple of my different companies. And uh, what I do is I'll order a small batch and see if I like the material. And uh, these are really cool. These are these are really good uh, sweatshirts. Jake Rowe loves these. I gave Jake an MVP camp uh, out of this one. And, and, I, and I wear it about three out of every six days, the three so, out of every five days. So what we're going to do is, and you guys are kind of hitting on the side here in the comments, we're going to give away – uh, probably starting in March, we'll probably give away a hoodie or a, uh, a t-shirt uh, in every single, I think I got, uh, I'll, I'll hold this. I got a great t-shirt. So, uh, and I like t-shirts that don't shrink up. I'm a grown ass man. And I, yeah, like, I like, I like the, the, I'll pay, I'll pay more for a good t-shirt. Uh, um, it's a different uh, mix than just the old cotton. And uh, so we will have, uh, stuff to give away. I don't know that we'll ever have a store where you can purchase it. It's just different things go into that. But do we're going to trivia or something and get we're some, do some trivia. Yeah. We're going to do some stuff and uh, we're going to give away some stuff and we're going to make that a regular um, thing because you guys are um, you guys have been great to us and all the subscribers and even the YouTube people. So uh, I, I just don't. I'm not going. If I'm going to put my name on it and this company name is going to be on this thing, it's not going to be a piece of you know what. So I usually. I'll order a 10 piece and try to see what they are. When these came in the other day, I was like, Oh, and, and you know, realize I've got girls, daughters. So hoodies, <laughs> hoodies are like crack. So I, I kid you not. Especially the, big hoodies. Oh, dude. So the box. My 16 year old wants an extra large every time. I'm like, what, what did, you're, you're 110 pounds. What are you talking yep. about? Yep. So the box that these are in, I didn't even bring them in the damn house. These things are like, <laughs> These things might be buried in the yard in a package because if I'd have brought these hoodies in, I'd, I'd have been nine short already. So, um, but yeah, we're going to give away some stuff. Thank you guys, everyone for being here and all the comments and, and people that uh, I go back in, I go back into. And uh, when you guys watch the video, I'll go back in and read the comments you post underneath the, the uh, page too. So uh, thank you. And we're going to have um, uncle Glenn, Rhett, everybody, Tomahawk, everybody. It's always regulars here. We're going to have, uh, we're going to have stuff for you guys and, and uh, we'll do it for the subscribers too, but we're going to have, we're going to have gear. Don't worry about that. Rusty Mansell's involved. We're going to have gear. And <laughs> it's, it's, I'm just, I'm just kind of a stickler for that. Got to have gear and, and we're going to have some for you guys. All right, man. I'm excited about it. I hope, I hope you give me one of them this weekend. You don't get one this weekend. Bring, what what size what size did you get last time? I bring a medium. I got a medium. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't want to out of camp. So I have to look at this MVP. I have, I have to look at the MVP hoodie. I, I'm not sure. It, I'm so I'm so weirdly sized now. I've lost a little bit of weight, but not enough to change anything. So we'll get there. But these y'all will appreciate it. These little these little snug now. So yeah, they are. You might have to text me up. 
text me on the side. I'll do it. I'll do it. We appreciate y'all so much. Uh, we'll be back with you on Thursday. We'll dig into that Under Armour camp. Hopefully we got a prospect list by that point um, of, of who is expected to be there, at least maybe close. But if not, um, I can't wait yeah. to go, man. We're, we're, it's going to be me. It's going to be you, Jake Roos, Jeremy Johnson. We'll have it fully covered. Uh, Palmer is going to be uh, – Palmer gets to, you know, cover Georgia basketball that day. So that, Or not that day, I guess the day before. But, yeah, we're going over to Carrollton to see what it's all about. And uh, But for this episode of the uh, Georgia Show presented by Dogs HQ, y'all take it easy. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.